All right, so I'm Matt Spence. I'm the Chief Programs Officer here at Feeding Tampa Bay. I'm Shannon. I am External Affairs Officer, and I'm really excited to have a friend of mine, longtime friend of mine, Ian Beckles, who uh, here in Tampa Bay, a few people know who you are. Couple. Couple. Yeah. And how is that? How do we all know who you are uh, as of late? If you're not dead, you should have heard of me. Yes, yes. But right now, what are you doing right now? Uh, right now, I'm sitting down with you doing a podcast. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But the daily, in the oh, afternoons, oh. where you at? Um, afternoons, I'm uh, on 6.20 a.m. and 95.3 FM with Ron Diaz. Yes. I think this is our 14th year, something like that. Yes. So we've been doing it for a while. Yep, talking sports, all kind Sometimes. of things that go, yeah. So not always. The fun stuff that goes fun with it. Stuff, That's yes. the stuff I'm interested in. Yes. Exactly. That's the good Being stuff. Being the chick. <laughs> the stuff that goes around sports. Like right. Ballpark food and yeah. right. all the fun. So we met, I don't even want to say how long ago. Jeez. I don't remember. I bet it's 16 years ago. It's been a yeah. while. It's been a while, yeah. Our kids were young. And now they're grown. Yeah, they're not kids anymore. No, they're grown. Mm-hmm. And they eat a lot of food when they still live at home and they're grown. Speaking all, of food. All mine are out, so good for you. Get them out. Get them out. Move them out. Get them out. 16, I might get in trouble. Get them out. I still got one of them. Get them out. Okay, I'll let Chase know. Get out. Ian says you need to get out. (laughs) I'm not there yet. Mine are still eating me out of house and home. (laughs) 13-year-old can eat an insane amount of food. Yeah, they can. (laughs) So the name of this podcast, which we can all relate to, is Stick a Fork in It. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. So how is it that Ian relates? Ian is the perfect first guest for us, because actually the first time Ian and I met, was at the Stick of Fork and Hunger fundraiser at Trinity Cafe. It was uh, probably a pretty memorable day for you. It was fun. I mean, I had a lot of things going on. I think <laughs> like, I cooked that day too. Well, you yes. cooked. I think I cooked you, that day. You too. cooked an entire food truck. <laughs> well, you know, I did burn up a food truck, but uh, I did cook for the masses. I had DJ too, and yeah, absolutely did. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the '80s, we were dancing. Yes. Um, but going back to that food truck, you had. Started your flavor of Tampa Bay yes. food truck was a dream. Did that ever? Did you ever revisit that? No. Uh, we started on Monday. Yes. Like like it took me months to get it going. Yes. And Monday we officially opened, and on Friday it was on fire. Yes, right before the event. <laughs> yes. So it, we, we came in hot. Yeah. So uh, we tried that. It didn't work. Uh, I got a chance to watch my food truck uh, go up in, in flames. Uh, and that was uh, the rest is history. And, but but, but, the, still, but the cool part of that history is that night you still jumped in and helped raise funds for Feeding Tampa Bay and for Trinity Cafe. And when the lights you go on, you gotta, you gotta show up. Yeah. You gotta show up. Right, which yeah. speaks to loyalty. Absolutely. Like, this is one of the most loyal men in Tampa, I gotta tell you. Uh, and delivered the best brisket, I think. Mm. Everybody was going mm. on and on. I'm glad. So, That's my stuff right there. Yeah, right? I love brisket. Yeah, me too. Who doesn't? Especially when cooked right. You can mess up a brisket, I'm yes, here to tell easily. you. Easily. For sure. Actually, that's one of the easiest meats to mess up. Brisket's yes. one of the easiest it, meats. And I think um, I've messed it up every like way you leather. can mess it up. <laughs> Undercooked, overcooked, dry. Well, I don't really cook a whole brisket because it's really hard to do. I usually cook burnt ends. And my oh, new thing is I, I my sous vide machine is my friend, and I sous vide it and chop it up, and it's, uh, it's flawless. So tell me, sous vide is like a, a, a trend now. It's an old it's, school, it's old but, it's, school. but it's back. So what is that about? Been, restaurants been doing it forever. They right. just don't tell you they're doing it. So wow. when you get that pork chop real quick in a restaurant that's real tender, yeah. it has to be sous vide because it takes a long time to cook a pork chop. So when I cook at home, I just took pork chops the other day. I went to um, Grill and Provisions. They had some beautiful pork chops. I don't even take it out of the plastic wrapper. I just throw it in my sous vide machine at about 140, and I put it in there for a whole day and let it sit. And then when I'm ready to eat it, I take it out and I sear it, finish it, and it's done. 
So restaurants do that all day long. Wow. So instead of cooking a pork chop for 30 minutes, you're cooking a pork chop for four minutes or five minutes. So explain the sous vide machine to me. Well, if you have a pork chop, uh, and the pork chop's hard to cook to a perfect temperature, if you want it to be 140, you put the sous vide water to 140, and when it comes out, it's 140. It's easy, right? So it just sits and in the water as long as you yes, want it to. But it's not oh. in the water, it's in the plastic. So it's not touching the water. Gotcha. And you take it out, and then you always have to brown meat, everybody. You have to brown meat. Yes, yes. Okay, you have to brown meat. So it comes out cooked, brown it, and it's done. So it comes out cooked, not pretty. Not pretty. And then you put the pretty on it. Correct. Nice. Yeah, so, put the sexy on it. But I'm, I'm going to go backwards here for a minute because you said two of my favorite words. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to that. You okay. said burnt ends. Burnt ends, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about burnt ends for a little well, bit. Well, burnt ends um, are another thing. It's Brisket's hard to cook. When you sous vide it, it comes out perfectly cooked. Then you chop it up in little bits. And then I put it in my big green egg and smoke it and get it done. And it's, it's, it's easy. So since I can't go to Ian Beckles' backyard green egg for... Well, maybe I can. You sure? But not everybody who listens here can. That's correct. You have to get the the invite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell me where the second best burnt ends in Tampa Bay are. The best barbecue in Tampa Bay. This is where we're going to argue, and I love it. That's fine. And it's barely in Tampa Bay. It's a good debate. It's it's Smokin' Aces in Platte City. Mm. That's my guy. He's right across from Stingray Chevrolet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I ran into him a long time ago by accident. He used to be outside of Keelan Curley, and then he moved to this, uh, you know, this, this, this offset building, and and his barbecue is the best. It's the best. Smoking aces. Smoking aces. Smoking aces. Burnt ends. Yes, and he does competition barbecue. Like he wins competitions. Okay, that's a perfect feeder into my favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, my second favorite. We're going to save my favorite for later, but my second favorite. In all of Tampa Bay, it's a place called Papa's Barbecue. Do you know it? I don't think I do. Over in Pinellas, it's on 49th, just south of Ulmerton. I don't know it. Competition barbecue champion. Yeah. Yeah, he used to, uh, they actually had a place right across the street from where they are now, and the smokehouse was bigger than the restaurant. Okay. So, you know, you walk up, you have to walk past the smokehouse, you know you're in the right spot for good barbecue. No doubt. No doubt. They they actually don't even do brisket, so that's why it's second on my list. Okay. They do pork. Yeah. They do lots and lots of pork shoulder. And the best chopped pork sandwich you're ever going to have. It's one of those places I call it an 1145 restaurant. Because okay. you're there at noon, you're in that 40-person line, way, right? But that's the perfect place, man. I love those places. Absolutely. What's the name of it again? Papa's Barbecue. Papa's Barbecue. Yep. I will check it out. So what else is on your list of favorite barbecue joints? Oh, Dr. Barbecue, you know, in St. Pete. Yep. Ray Lappy's a good friend of mine and uh, raise, a Ray, big, raise, a yeah. big, raise a big deal. Um you know, uh, I go to Four Rivers. That's right in, right in my hood. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. you're in my top five. Um, Deviled Pig on Dale Mabry. I've heard. Leanne Whippin, who was also kind of a big Food Network type of uh, muckety-muck. Uh, she has fantastic barbecue. Deviled Pig. Okay. Good stuff. Okay, see, I like mm. this. We're building a list of yep. places to be. Ian Beckles should have a barbecue throwdown in Tampa. Every day I have a barbecue throwdown. I know, but like a publicized... Maybe Ian Beckles Foundation Fundraiser Barbecue Throwdown. Something like that. You know, because that's what I do. Yeah. I think about well, actually, I did meet up with, um, you know, Danny Hernandez from uh, uh, Holy Hog. Yeah. Well, he just opened oh, Grill and Provisions. Grill and Provisions. Holy Hog's great. He just opened Grill and Provisions on Armenia, and there's very few barbecue places now where you can go and get a big green egg. Yeah. And he's one of those places, so maybe we can... Um, 
hook up with him. He has an egg fest coming up soon as well. So okay, we need to sit and talk. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See, brainstorming. That's right. Correct. Welcome to Tampa Bay. Bring live on radio. <laughs> and. Uh, so I want to go back. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Make some enemies here. Okay. Uh, give me Four Rivers, Holy Hog, Mission Barbecue. What's your order preference? Uh, I Mission. I don't think I don't know if I've been to Mission. Oh, Is that you're in missing out. Brandon? There's a couple of them. I There's have one I think I have right by USF. There's one, on one over waters. on Waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've been. I I got to go Holy Hog. Then Four Rivers, okay, and then Mission, then Mission, because yeah. I just I'm just not quite aware of the. That's a default. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the, yeah. That's that's all right. Not it's a, it's to, a to be determined, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. Leave that we'll one. have to get him some of that. Uh, so then I'm going to put another one on your list. Let's this is my it. number one. Okay, it's in Palm Harbor. It's pretty new. Okay, it is uh, the best burnt ends queso I've ever had in my life. Burnt ends queso. Yeah, you put burnt ends into queso and then, and then dip chips. And then with dip chips? chips and eat it. Oh, yeah. cheese yeah. on it? Yeah. Oh my. It's called Iron Oak, downtown Palm Harbor. Iron Oak. Yeah. I will go. I got the name. Yeah. I'm it's, going. And they have a, a full page bourbon menu. So Really? Right there. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, barbecue and bourbon. Okay. Hard, hard to top that combination. Yeah, bourbon right? goes with everything. <laughs> barbecue goes with everything. Exactly. Right. Pretty much. Top right? of the list. <laughs> no doubt. Back to where we started, which was where we met. I'm I'm curious what uh, brought you to Trinity Cafe. What? Why did you want to help us out? This young lady here. You know, I, I follow Shannon where where she where she goes. Whether it's, not a bad strategy. You know, yeah, you know, that's, she, she does right. good things. Uh, when she she asked me for some help, she does, she's helped me out through the years. So she got me exposed, and uh, it's you know when you go somewhere you get it. Yeah. It just it just makes sense. Like I go someplace, I'm like, okay, well. Like the Children's Cancer Center way back when. Yeah. Get it, you know? Yeah. Trinity's the same way. I mean, and then I met the people there, and they're just regular people. They're us. They're they regular people. people, and, and, people. and it's some people, they look like us. They dress like us. They might they might live amongst us. Absolutely. Everybody thinks that homeless are always laying on the street. They're just people with that are going through tough times now. They and are. a lot of people, I had a buddy of mine today come up, and he's like, bro, and this is weird, but I, I'm just, I'm struggling. Yeah. And I go, it's it's a tough time for a lot of people, you know? So, uh, and people are prideful, you know? Yep. And some don't want to take something for free. But it's there. You might, as well, you might as well use it. Well, and that's the beauty of Trinity Cafe, right? That's not how it feels. It doesn't Correct, feel like yeah. you're getting something There's for free. There's people having a good time. And when I was there, I'm DJing. I'm watching people dance and having a good time. And, you know, it's you can tell that, you know, this is uplifting them, you know? Yeah. Being hungry, I don't know anything about being hungry. To be honest with you, so we're all we're all very blessed. Absolutely, we yeah, are. Definitely. And I, I've got to take people back a little bit that are listening. Is that when Ian would go to the cafe, he brings his DJ equipment, and we had people doing conga lines oh, yeah, with sure, yeah. singing along, and you know, and that's and even when Ian isn't there, we're playing the music at Trinity Cafe. They're being served by a host. Uh, I mean, I'm by a server. I apologize. And then there's a host at the table talking to them about their day and. And really compassionate and caring, and really that's what everybody needs, no matter where they are in life. And you know, we have we're we're talking about the homeless population, but we also have families there that are down on their luck and just need that extra, which is what we do here at Feeding Tampa Bay every day. We're providing that extra so people can get by. And we have in our ten county Tampa Bay radius, we have over six hundred thousand people that just need that little bit extra that everybody in this room Mm -hmm. 
is um, willing to give, whether it be medical issues, uh, you know, in between jobs, um, just struggling. No matter what the purpose is, it really doesn't matter. We're just here to help out. Yeah, I took a, a volunteer and a friend of mine to Trinity Cafe one time, and the, the first comment he made as we were walking out the door, after he said how much fun he had, how much he enjoyed the experience himself, he said, Wow, I didn't realize how many people who would walk in had their name on their shirt, yeah. right? People who have yeah. a job, yes. people yeah. who are here just trying Hard to stretch working. a dollar. And it's such a good, dignified, welcoming experience. It mm-hmm. is not a soup kitchen. It is not a line where you go through with a tray and get, you know, processed food slapped on your tray and then go sit in the corner. It is a family experience. And that's. You know, it, I've never seen anything like it in the, the nonprofit world. I, I just, I love Trinity Cafe. Every meal is uh, overseen by an executive chef who has lots of experience in the field and who's going to create a, a dining experience mm-hmm. that you want to talk about, not just something to fill your sure. belly for a couple hours. And the food is top notch. Absolutely. Yep. Like top notch food, you know? Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. As it should be, as it mm-hmm. should be. This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community-based agencies. So Ian, you know, you've, you've support Trinity Cafe, mm-hmm. uh, Feeding Tampa Bay. We've come into the show and um, talked to you, you know, cause you know, you are, you do have a sports show with Ron Diaz, and uh, we have all three of our major teams support Feeding Tampa Bay. So anytime I call, you know, you have us come in and talk about what's going on. Uh, what other organizations, I know you're really into children and families, mm-hmm. you have the Ian Beckles Foundation. What other organizations um, stand out to you that you support in the area? I know we work together because we have like minds, sure. but there's other um, community organizations that you care about? Well, I mean, the, I, we dissolved the Ian Beckles Foundation oh, okay. because it's just a lot of work, okay? And it, yep. be, it became me and about six other people, then it became me, okay? Gotcha. So I was like, you know, I'm s- still doing good things in the community, mm-hmm. but it just it's just the paperwork is too much for me. Gotcha. I'm, I'm not good yeah. at that. Um, but I, I just basically am drawn to, uh, you know, f- foundations and uh, that are helping kids mostly, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can find myself drawn to veterans as well, um, mm-hmm. and 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 the homeless. You know, I mean, when I started my foundation way back when, everybody's like, you have to have a mission. You have to have a mission. I'm like, I kind of want to help everybody. You know, right? Kind of want to help. Like, I, I try to make it make it as basic as I could as far as children go. Like, mm-hmm. I want to help. You know, you know, kid to the Children's Cancer Center, uh, Special Olympics, kids that are hungry, the whole nine yards. Right. So. Um, for me, mostly, um, I find myself helping kids, but you know, things like this, um, veterans, anything like yeah. that. I just you're exposed to it so much, and you know, you see, uh, we did a veteran softball game the other day, and everybody's out there with one leg and one arm, and they're right. out there balling and stuff like that. I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. They've given it all, the, so all of it. We exactly. should be given back, and right? We have all of us, a lot of us with two legs and two arms that complain a lot. Right. And I watched a guy on plant football field with no legs rushing the passer well. So wow. I, I, I like that. Right. I like that. It's inspiring, yeah? No doubt. Yeah, it's, I think it's a, a great point that, you know, given all that we have and all that we have access to, mm-hmm. uh, that we need to turn around and be grateful. And, and it's what we yeah. do with that gratitude that yeah. really matters. And so you've chosen to give back. And it's awesome. It's such a, an inspiring witness for people to see that. 
you know, see that somebody who has a good time, who mm-hmm. can talk sports, who can talk food, mm-hmm. spends a lot of time giving back to the community. It's it's just great to see. And from our perspective, we just appreciate your presence. We appreciate all you do for us. Well, I mean, I appreciate what you guys are doing as well. And anytime I get a chance to speak to children, most usually, you know, I try to inspire them. Uh, I don't BS too much. And, no. I, and I think a lot of people like that. Like I, I spoke in the third grade classes, 12th grade classes, uh, IADT's graduating class, uh, the head salespeople at Kia. It's all the same message. You, know, you, right. you get out of the you get out of life what you put in the life. It's no, right. de- it's no deeper than that. And I tell these children, you know, the quicker you learn work ethic, the better off your life is going to be. Right. And then when you when you succeed, you come back and you give back to your community, just like I'm doing. That's right. So, I mean, all those messages are, are important for these kids. I had that exact conversation with my 13-year-old yesterday. I, I dropped a little wisdom nugget I read somewhere on him that mm-hmm. was, uh, are your efforts today aligned with your dreams for tomorrow? Beautiful. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. nice. That's Do you find they roll your eyes at you, though? Uh, at 13. Some days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, some days he does. Like, I... I I wasn't a big inspirational speaking guy with my children, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I knew, like, you couldn't say it's not fair in front of me. I don't have it. Because, you know, I said... It's one of my rules, too. One of my children said at one time, everybody get in the car. And I drove to the trailer park, and I said, you know what's not fair? That they don't have a basketball court in their backyard, or a pool, or PlayStation, or a big ass bed, or all those. You know what I'm saying? That's so I don't right. want to hear anybody say it's not fair anymore. Okay, yep. so let's get that. Let's get that straight. So you know, everybody parents differently. Uh, I was parented a certain way. I got West Indian parents. And they don't play. And I, I, <laughs> I play compared to my my, my parents. Yeah. But uh, I think it's 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 essential that these kids grow up with you know a backbone. Absolutely. Some yes. of these young kids are just. They're void of backbone, and uh, that's that's scary. Well, and I, that's you know I think my kids and and the kids I coach would tell you the same that mm. I don't play either. And yeah. I was uh, was having this conversation again with my thirteen year old, um, you know, and the the wisdom nuggets are are few and far between. But most of the time, we we just talk, sure. right? We just talk about what's going on. And um, one of the things that I think he really gets, he loves to come serve with me here. Awesome. And, you know, when we go to a food distribution or something, that's, he's always on it if I ever ask. I love that. Yes, I'll do it. All three of my boys will mm-hmm. come and do it. And it, in fact, it's why I'm here. And, and that's one of the things that we talk about a lot is just, you know, every day when I leave, there's a reason I'm walking out the door. Sure. There's a reason. And, and that reason is making sure other kids have the opportunities they do. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. that's important that your kids are exposed to that. We would bring our kids to, like, Metropolitan Ministry on yeah. Christmas Day to, you know, serve food or whatever it may be, hand up presents. That's important. Yeah. That's important, especially where the hell my kids grew up. You see what yep. I'm saying? I mean, it's, just, it's, it's important. It is, because they don't realize, you know, my kids have, have everything they need. Everything. And in Tampa Bay, one in four kids is hungry. Correct. Every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my kids don't really see that unless they're here right. or unless we make an effort to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I love that, that you're of that same mentality, that you made sure to expose your kids mm-hmm. to that. I know Shannon does the same. I know it's just one of those things where, uh, it's one of the reasons we don't have an age limit on serving here at Feeding Tampa Bay. Yes, because they need to be exposed to that. And the one sure. thing, 
you're not I know Ian's there but Matt you're not quite there yet but when they are adults and they do they have their own lives and it comes around and you can watch their actions and what you've influ your influence uh, comes out on them it's it's the greatest gift you'll ever receive yeah so your little nuggets of wisdom that you're sharing that you don't think even though sometimes they come with eye rolls yeah yeah you they come back mm -hmm. so my son will yeah. be 30 years old and sometimes he'll do things and i'm like oh man that did work when i think it <laughs> yeah. did it it does come back I think to it you it comes back later at times because if you remember, yeah you remember like i remember growing up when you're 16 17 18 you think you know everything and you think your mm -hmm. parents are on you and then when you get older yeah. you're like what well, god's sakes they yeah. never told me to do anything that wasn't the best for me yeah. That's right. And I've always said to my kids, I go, I'm not going to tell you to do something that's not good for you. Right. If you look bad, I look bad. Right. I go, and I, I, I know you think you're smart, but you're not. Yeah. Okay. You're actually dumb. Well, I'm not scared to tell people some stuff. You're right. not. You're yep. not dumb like you're not intelligent, but you don't know nothing. I'm right. telling you, I've been through it. I made this mistake a hundred times. Don't do it. Right. Like I'm trying to save you the hassle. I'm trying too, to. So. Like, <laughs> look, you know, I don't want to look bad. Yeah. But. As just a, listen to me. Just listen. But we didn't listen. <laughs> no. Everybody's got to. Mm -hmm. I was telling one of my boys the other day, we're on the same team. Mm -hmm. Right? I want what you right. want. Yeah. Yes, we're disagreeing right now, but yeah. we're on the same team. We want mm -hmm. the best Nobody for you. wants him to succeed more than you. That's right. That's a fact. That like right. I said to my son all the time, and I don't even, my son's 23, 24, and I told him when he was 21, I go, I go, yeah, look, you no more, it's you. I yelled at him plenty, but before he was 21, because right. he I'm worn out. He, I'm <laughs> at 21, I go, done. I'm not yeah. yelling. I'm like, you're grown now. Right. Whatever I taught you, and now it's on you. Yeah. And now it goes about his business, you know? I've delivered. Do your thing. As long as I hear <laughs> from people, I, I saw Marcus, and he's a good kid, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I, uh, my son told me a really cool story the other day, and I can't take any credit for this one, so I'm happy to tell it. Uh, one of his buddies at school decided that his lunch table was going to be the spot where anybody who didn't have somebody to sit with could come sit. Who said? Well, that's awesome. A, a yes. 13 year old. That's awesome. A 13 year old, a that's seventh grader. That is awesome. Decided this table is going to be the table where anybody can come sit. Yeah. And the fact that he's my son's friend, that, that says a lot to wow. me. The fact that, oh. you know, it's just, it's awesome to hear that. Yeah. And it brings you right back to the table, too. Like yeah. the importance of that community yeah, you build yeah, around yeah. the table. So yeah. my son works at Duckies, and I was at Duckies one time, and one of the girls said, Are you Marcus's father? I go, Yes. And I go, I've never been called that before, but yes, I am Marcus's father. Usually Marcus <laughs> is my son, you know what I mean? So he goes, She goes, I just want you to tell, I want to tell you that he's quite the gentleman. And at night, he makes sure he walks all the girls to the car. And I was like, okay. Almost made me Aww. cry. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's cool. Being impressive. Yeah, there you that's go. That's right. Being safe, same time. <laughs> Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement Visit hungerfree2025.com. So was there a moment for you where all that kind of clicked, the the gifts that you'd been given and the, the privilege that you had and how you wanted to make sure your kids understood? Um, like an aha, like a wow, yeah. With children? Um, I can't think of a specific moment. Um, listen, I've always wanted to be a parent. 
okay? And I think I always knew I wanted to have three children and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, I don't, can, you can't get yourself ready for parenthood. No, you can't. You know, I mean, everybody's about to have a kid. I was like, I'll give you some advice, but it ain't going to be worth it, darling. You know, it's not going to be worth it's it. An individual you, you, experience. You can try to get somebody prepared, but my experience wasn't anywhere close to yours or, or yours. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, I just, I, I think I enjoy teaching and leading. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy talking to kids. And and the, the unfortunate part is when you keep on hearing it from somebody, I think sometimes you can put blinders on. Because, like, my, my kids will be around their friends, and one of their friends will say something, and they'll go, oh, no. Like, they'll know, here I come. What'd you say? <laughs> like, the kid will say, I can't, I can't do that. I go, why? They'll say, because I can't. I go, why? Why can't you do it? I'm a six-foot lineman from Montreal, and I played in the league for nine years. You can. I promise you, you can. Because people told me before I left Montreal that I wasn't good enough to play junior college football in Iowa. And I played nine years in the league. You can. Don't listen to nobody. Absolutely. I don't. I, I don't listen to anybody anymore. Yep. The only person who's going to limit whether you can or can't is yourself. Period. That's it. It's a very inspirational uh, podcast we have. I thought we were talking I know. about food. I, we got deep. That's I don't good. know what happened it's here. Good, no, no. <laughs> this is the way it's supposed to be. I like it. I right? Like it. it all comes back to food. It, it always comes back to food. That's what it's about. I'm getting hungry right now. So I'm always, we're always hungry around here. Eight thousand square feet full of food. Yeah, right? You can't help yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the go-to on a Friday night? On a Friday night? Oh, I don't have a specific Friday night go-to. If I try to get it in, we'll go to Elmer's. But that's not the food. That's not a food thing. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Crab is a new spot for me. Okay, on, I've seen uh, it. On Gandhi. I haven't been there yet. It is fantastic. Okay, if you're into seafood, they have great wings there too. But they have the bag, and they steam the bag, and then you put the crab and all that in it with some Ooh. sauce, and, and you open the bag, and all the steam comes out, and it's fantastic. I basically grew up seafood on the patio at Frenchie's, so oh, I, really? I'm into seafood, yeah. Put uh, the gloves on, and the bib, and the whole oh, nine yards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and go to town. Yeah, I have family in uh, in Maryland. Every time we go up to visit, uh, yeah, they head yeah. out to the eastern shore, bring right. back some bushels of blue crab. Go to a Cafe Chibo and have his crab cakes. Mm, best, okay. Best I've had in town. Take me back to Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All real, right. Real good. Cafe Chibo it is. Yeah. Nice. I love First it. podcast is tips. We're, yeah. It's just going to be tips <laughs> tips and links to restaurants. Yeah. That's all we've yes. got. You're gonna Perfect. Have, you're going to have to go back and listen to the podcast to write some notes. Yes. So people have to listen to it several times to make yeah. sure That's they right. get them all. There you go. Boost those numbers. Not the mo- bad. The more the merrier. <laughs> Not bad. Mm-hmm. So I have one question. When was your aha moment? And we can kind of go out on this is for philanthropy. Like, when did you decide that, or is this something that's been part of you? I know my aha moment was when I was in radio, mm-hmm. and Children's Cancer Center came to me and said, "You know, can you take what you do there and 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 help us out?" Because mm-hmm. they were been around for twenty years or something, and they were just like flat. Mm-hmm. So that was my moment. Like, you know what? Maybe I can. Right? Yeah, sure. So did you have a moment like that to where you're like, I can really help people with all my experiences and my connections and what I've done? Did you have a moment like yeah, that? Yeah, I, th- I think it, it was a moment, kind of a push. From probably Tony Dungy probably did it. Yeah, like I, I was for a o- lot of people. I was only, I only played for Tony for one year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was really quick. But Tony was big on inspiring people to, to help. Okay, I never heard another coach say it. And nobody ever brought it up. Nobody really had foundations and. Tony's like, listen, this is our community. We need to help our community. And they kept on you know, pumping it up. So I left after one year. And when I look back, then everybody started having foundations. But I think Tony kind of put it in my head to where you got to help your community. And I really believe that the Children's Cancer Center, when you were there way back mm-hmm. when, 
Um, that kind of got me going. Ron was part of it. I know Jerry Wunsch was part of mm-hmm. it. And then when you when you go there and you do things for the kids, mm-hmm. like you know when I'm when I when I help out uh, an organization, I don't like to stroke checks. Okay, I like to do hands-on stuff. Mm-hmm. So I walked into Children's Cancer Center. I go, "What do you guys need in here?" And I go, "I'm gonna get somebody to do it." So I so I got my people, their muralists, to put a beautiful wall in there, put a beautiful sign. I went into their uh, game room, and there was wires coming out the wall, and it half was half finished. And I got Lowe's to go there and do it for free. Yeah. So people want to help. Yeah. They just don't know it's out there. So I went to Lowe's and I go, listen, this is a children's cancer center toy room. We got it. And they were there within a week and they didn't charge anything. That five people there, they built it up in five hours and it was all good. That's awesome. And I talked to uh, um, uh, the people at children's cancer center and they said the kids love the playroom. So that's that's the kind of stuff that I love. And I, I think the children's cancer center was probably my first exposure. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what got the whole uh, helping kids uh, thing going probably. Well, I think that's such an important lesson for people, too, that, you know, you don't have to wait until you have a big bank account nope. to make a difference. Nope. Give what you have, mm-hmm. and that might just be your time. Yep. It might be you have a skill in repairing stuff. Mm-hmm. That might be, you know, whatever it is. Everybody has skills and gifts and talents. Sure. And right. that is far more important than just stroking a check. And, and sometimes you just, uh, you, you raise 200 bucks sometimes, you know what I mean? Have a little event. Two hundred bucks sometimes goes a long way. It does. Two thousand re- meals really, here, right? A dollar equals ten yeah. meals here. Isn't that crazy? So anyone who can uh, help $1. out, one dollar, one dollar equals ten meals. Wow. Yeah. How do you come up with that number? Well, last year we got fifty-five million meals out into the community. Jesus. Fifty-five, 55 million, million meals meals out into the community last year. We, uh, yeah, we're, so, we're and we're food recyclers. So, like we had talked about on our tour, so yeah, you yeah. got to tour the eighty thousand square feet mm-hmm. today. That helps with that one dollar equals ten meals because we're recycling foods oh, that would go to waste. Sure so you is. saw all of that for half. Well, in the That's beginning right. of the morning, it's more, it's full, mm-hmm. and then we have all of our five hundred partners. Not all of them at once, obviously, sure. but the partners come in and they pick up for well, their locations. But I think so it's, it's impossible to drive around Tampa Bay without seeing one of our trucks because oh, our trucks are out there mm-hmm. picking up food every single day. And so we we go out to our partners like Publix and Target mm-hmm. and Walmart and uh, farmers and growers and uh, bakers and and we we take what they can't sell mm-hmm. and then we turn it around and get it back to the community and that's how we do it. But it just, the equation makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if people are going to waste that stuff, I mean, it's There's good. There's no need good to waste. Result. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no we solve a problem for them. We solve a problem for uh, for our neighbors who who have that gap that we talked about at the beginning with Trinity. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. You know, it's a great place to be. It is. It is. And the, the we have the uh, Publix Community Market here where people yeah. come in and mm-hmm. have an appointment. They don't have to wait. So I love you know, that. We're all love about all shortening that. the line yeah, here awesome. and uh, letting people shop with dignity, choose culturally what's good for their table also we mm. introduce them to foods they may not otherwise sure. experience sure. um yeah. so it's it's all about helping people out and maybe we can you know we help them out with their food bill maybe it, it lightens the load a little bit so yeah. they can pay that electric bill or put yeah. gas in their car to get to work and we had introduced you really quickly to fresh force which i think you were a little taken aback by which is our training program yeah that's yeah that's, you didn't know about that's that that's impressive yes it's Very really impressive. cool in our yeah. second cohort we're really excited about it um the, the enthusiasm of the trainees when they come in some of them are people who have maybe made mistakes in their lives it happens and uh people don't want to give them a chance 
you know, and uh, it's they're wonderful, warm, hardworking people that just need someone to give them a shot. You know what's funny? That's, those are the people I look for. Yeah. I look for that, hungry. that guy who made a mistake and, you know, obviously, and we all make mistakes. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've all done things in our lives where if things just teetered one way a couple inches, we, yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. But we always right. want to judge people like they're bad people, you know? You know, we, we've all have, we all have bad stuff in us, yep. you know what I mean? It's just, what are you like now? Exactly. You and, know? and that's even, that to me, one of the best things, maybe the best thing about feeding Tampa Bay, including the fact that we get food out, is how we treat people. Is that everybody who walks through the door is family. Mm-hmm. There's a, a phrase, uh, one of my heroes, Father Greg Boyle, said that uh, Thomas now uses, because I gave him the book for Christmas last year, uh, that there's no them and us, mm-hmm. there's only us. And hopefully when you walk through the door, you feel that way, you're part of us. And that's exactly what we tell the Fresh Force folks when they come in to, for their training. You're part of the family now. It's, it's us. 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 Not all them. Us. It's us. We all live here. Yep. That's why when we serve people at Trinity, we call them neighbors. Perfect. That's exactly yes. what they mm-hmm. are. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors. I love it. They are. Even counties away, they're still our neighbors. No they doubt. still they matter. They make a difference. Sounds like we're uh, wrapping, we're it, wrapping up it up on our first. How are you going to beat that one? Right? <laughs> no, we are thankful and pleased. Thank you, my friend. Oh, anytime, anytime for coming in and uh, experiencing the food That's bank, right. sharing some stories with yeah. us. We went off on a parenting thing that was kind of a little That's unexpected okay. which is what fun. podcasts are about it's That's either your parent it or you're about to be a parent so it's good, it's good knowledge it's good knowledge there are things to keep you from being a parent though so let's just there put are, that out yeah, there yeah, be yeah, responsible yeah. people well, you're either a parent or you have a parent how about that <laughs> okay. let's go with that one thank you Matt for cleaning that That's up for better. us yeah. and be good to those parents people no to work right. hard All right, that that was fun. That was really cool getting to meet Ian Beckles. Uh, he's great, I, yeah, right? He's he is definitely he's something. A laugh and a half. And, I didn't uh, realize how no, long I've known him. That's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I do ages me a little bit. Hey, more. well, you know, he's been such a, a big name in the Tampa Bay scene for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty cool that you've known him for so long. Um, and you know, we got to talk with him a lot about like just delicious food that you can find around here. And I think that. You know, what it, What I loved the most from what he was talking about was how impressed he always is with the quality of the food that comes out of Trinity Cafe with the executive chefs. Like the fact that what you're getting there, you know, isn't isn't what you sort of typically expect from like food relief programs. It's like you go in and it is restaurant quality, delicious food. Well, the thing that is really impressive to me mm-hmm. is all of our programs very true like you come up to a like if you volunteer or if you're somebody that we serve you know one of our guests um you go up to our mobile pantry and it unfolds and it's a grocery store mm-hmm. and we have volunteers that help people choose you know and then our mobile market you know i have an experience myself where it was a delightful i know you remember this mile matt the de- delightful oh, yeah. young lady uh-huh. in her 90s that walked up yeah, herself heart, for sure yeah. oh my gosh i adored her and i i mean i think it was one of the richest days of my life when she gave me a hug um, because we sat and we talked and i mean it, it just was and she enjoyed so much the fresh produce because it was produce that on her limited budget she couldn't afford and it was these wonderful bright beautiful produce display that she got to choose from you know, so all of our programs have those opportunities. So not only at Trinity Cafe, where we have this amazing executive chef, uh, we have the mobile markets mm-hmm. and the pantries and then, you know, our after school meals that we even have wonderful partners that help provide those for the kids. 
I was just at that. Those kids were so happy. And you yeah. ask them what their favorite is, and they yell out macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I mean, so there's these just wonderful programs that all of the food can be celebrated just as much as that barbecue that's your favorite. And, and it just, I mean, I have chills right now talking about yeah. it because <laughs> yeah. it just makes us so proud because all of us work really hard and have this heart and passion for what that we do. And we can be so proud of all the programs that we have. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think it really breaks down the misperception of what types of food we have here at the food bank. Yes. You know, I think there's this image of food relief, of the food bank, of pantries as only having boxes and cans. Mm. You know, shelf-stable right. food that doesn't look super appetizing, that has been sitting there and has dust on the top of the can, and right. you come in because it's all you can afford. Well, right? that's people, not... People think Trinity Cafe is a, an old-school, <laughs> you know, yeah. food yeah. line. Yeah. And, and it's not. Right. It no, the, not everyone not. sits down with dignity, and they're served, and there's a host at the table. You know, so this, that's just who we are. So you think of dignity, you think of beating Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah, I was blown away the first time I came to visit and Thomas was giving me a tour of the facility and he said, you know, less than a decade ago, 75% of the food here was shelf stable. It was mm. boxes and cans. But that is flipped on its head. Yeah. Now, you know, we have organic yogurt in here. We have really good slabs of meat that you can come and pick up. Mm. And we have all sorts of amazing produce direct right. from farmers or from retail locations. Right. And that's just, you know, it's never what my perception was of the food relief system. And I know a lot of people are in the same place I was that we think of feeding Tampa Bay. We would think of, you know, kind of that old school model and that's not who we are in any right. way. It's like when you say food bank, what do you right. think? Yeah, yeah, well, you're wrong. Right. <laughs> We're changing that perception <laughs> Let every us day. tell you and show you. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And um, something that you said during, the, during the, our time with Ian, Matt, uh, it caught my, my ear. Uh, you mentioned how uh, a lot of the, you'll see guests that come into Trinity Cafe with their name on their shirt. You know, these are people who are working every day. They're working full-time jobs. And uh, something that Ian said kind of uh, paired that up for me and, 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 and kind of painted a picture. He said that he has a friend who came to him recently and said that he was struggling. And you would think that, you know, a friend of such a, you know, local celebrity would, would never have a problem like that. But um, it could happen to anybody. And that's something that, you know, I, I think is important to kind of explain for people. Yeah, I think it's just a misunderstanding of, of what food insecurity means. Food insecurity is not a permanent condition. It is something that people can come in and out of. And in particular, you know, I think about college students, I think about seniors on fixed incomes, I think about people who maybe had a job loss or an illness in the family. All of those situations can create food insecurity in a family. And all those are the people we serve. You know, we did a survey a couple of years ago and we found that over 90% of the people we serve have a place to go home to that they either rent or they own. And, you know, it's it's not like we are only serving street homeless. I think that's a common yeah. misperception. And I, I would add to that, you know, there's a lot of really good information out there from our friends at United Way around the ALICE report, um, which stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed, which means, just means the working poor. Um, or even if you look at our area median income, you know, the average household in Tampa Bay is making less than $55,000 a year. Mm. And so when you think about stretching that amount of money across all of the responsibilities that we have in today's world. Absolutely, there are times that people with great jobs, people with steady income, will meet a time when their budget just doesn't match their responsibilities. 
And so that's why we exist. That's why pantries exist in churches. And that's why so many people who we work with feel called to work with those who are in need because it's not a moral thing at all. It's not some sort of failing. It's not some sort of uh, moral weakness. Food insecurity can hit anybody, just like it hit Ian's friend, just like it hit people in my life. You know, there are all sorts of reasons that someone could be in need of the support of the food relief system. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I think that um, that's something that a lot of people are, are surprised to see when they do come in to, to volunteer with us is they, our clients are not who they expected. And, you know, they're, they're like, oh, these are, these are people just like me. And that's something that, you know, we want to make clear as often as, as we can is that we're, we're here to help each other. Like, we're all in the same boat, you know. That's right. Um, I love going back to um, the quote that um, there is no them and us. Mm, There's only us. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the people who come in and are in need of assistance this week might be the people coming back three weeks from now to volunteer yeah. and might be, be the people coming back three years from now to donate. Right. You know, they, it right. is all really possible. And we, I know we have those stories. Yeah. I've heard those stories. I've met those folks. There are plenty of stories of people who grew up in a food insecure household and are now doing really, really well for themselves and are passionate about what we do because they know what it's like to be on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that all the time from our volunteers. Like, oh, how did you get involved? Well, I used to come here. I used to come here for a yes. box of food every Wednesday. And so they want to give back. They want to help the people who are going through what they were going through and keep that from happening to others, which is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, another thing that, uh, you know, that came up in, in a lot of our conversations about parenthood with Ian um, was kind of instilling that sense of responsibility in, in your kids. And um, you know, obviously there are lots of ways for kids to get involved with us. And so like, how, how would you say, um, you know, we sort of try to make that uh, parent for kids, like to, to teach them about getting involved? Well, the wonderful thing about feeding Tampa Bay and, and it is a bit rare in our community and is we're all ages. We have a great program change makers. We have family nights. We also invite people to volunteer. And as long as your parent is with you, you can come in and sort um, and that is being an example to your child, explaining to them about food insecurity, being uh, showing them how it's done. Um, I met actually met Match three children last oh, spring right. at a, a fresh pantry over at Trinity Cafe too. So not only was he showing them by his example, which I know he does all the time and has <laughs> been uh, because of how he was raised in his household, um, but he it was not only that, but it, Trinity Cafe too. They were serving mm -hmm. breakfast mm -hmm. on that Saturday, and they love it. Um, yeah, always love it, and they love it, and they love to be there. And I have three sons as well, so they were raised in a household as well that um, they volunteered. You know, their community service hours as they were getting in junior high school and high school. But when you start um, little beans young mm -hmm. and you show mm -hmm. them um, that there is more to what is in front of them, uh, you're really responsibly raising kids to understand. Um, and understand there's more. And uh, we just, here at Feeding Tampa Bay, we invite kids of all ages to come along and help us out because that's what we're about. Yeah, that's what I love about Changemakers, right? Nobody is too young or too small to make a no. difference. No. And we provide that opportunity through that program. It's really targeted. It's kind of preteens. We also have some programs where we can engage high school students and then yes. we have a young adult group that's pretty we active do. as well. Ultimate. So uh, if you want to volunteer, there is a group here that fits 
with you. Yes, uh, and many programs. And who can't one dollar equals ten meals? Mm-hmm. So really, all ages can do that math, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, and be pretty in awe of it. Absolutely, that's even math I'm comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On any day of We're the week, speaking my language now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for your insights. It was really great, you know, chatting with Ian and I, I'm glad that we were able to kind of, you know, delve into some really fun stuff. And, yes. uh, and I'm looking forward to our next guest as well. I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll even learn more about our community. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well. um, so we will see you guys next time on the next episode of Stick a Fork in It. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay. You can learn more about Ian's business, The Flavor of Tampa Bay, by searching Flavor of Tampa Bay on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.